Sweet, sweet sister friend, I am so excited about season two of the Lace with Grace Fully Embraced podcast. I'm so excited to dive deeper into our relationship with Christ together, deeper into our love of our bodies and, and being grateful for the temple that God has given us to care for, to nourish, to exercise, to work out for worship and not just weight loss and to really, really focus and make him the center and the foundation, the motivation of our fitness journey. Because I truly believe if we make him the foundation of our fitness journey, it becomes much more doable. It becomes less overwhelming. It becomes much more fulfilling. And I'm excited to grow in this with you. Let's get it. Let's go. Hey sister, I, as usual, I know I always say this, but I'm always so excited to talk to you, excited to talk to you today. I have a cup of coffee in my car with me and my Bible out and my Gracelet Life Planner out with my notes and some weeks I feel like I literally have nothing to share with you and I'm like praying to the Lord, like, Lord, please give me a good word because I I can't come up with anything today. I don't have, like, I don't have anything in me today. Like, share with me something. But today I feel like he's given me all kinds of ideas and all kinds of things that I have on my heart and on my mind that I want to share with you. And I'm like, Lord, please, please like guide me to stay organized because I feel like today's episode is kind of going to be all over the place. So, give me some grace. I really hope that you can follow along in this, but I just have some things in my heart that I'm super passionate about and kind of like get kind of like peed off at. Like I just get kind of irritated with and just like, ugh. um, I want to watch my mouth because I don't know if some of you have the babies in the car and kiddos in the car, but, um, I just get kind of really just irked. I guess that's the best word to use irked, um, at this notion of, society just brainwashing moms to think that, you know, when you become a mom, you no longer have time for you. You gain a ton of weight and you're not able to get it off. You're just going to always be unhealthy. You're not going to get sleep. You're not going to get rest. You don't have time to move. Um, just all of these things, you start eating crappy because that's just the norm. Uh, you start feeding your cravings because that's just the norm. We're just all going to be overweight. We're just not going to be confident in ourselves. Like I, I get irritated because, because I feel like this is a trap. I feel like this is a trap from the enemy and he wants us to stay in this spot. Yes. Is there a period of time where we're going to be sleep deprived as a mom? Absolutely. Are there periods of time where we're not going to feel our best as a mom? Absolutely. Are there periods of time where we're going to have excess weight and we're not going to be as confident in our body? Absolutely. Are there periods of time where we're going to, you know, just be complacent and be okay with where we're at because we're literally in survival mode? Absolutely. Like that is, that's normal, but we don't have to just, once we have kids, it's not just the norm to stay that way forever, to just continue to be tired, continue to be not confident, continue to be sluggish, continue not to feel like we're in shape, continue not to have energy. Like we, that doesn't need to be the norm. And I feel like, and society has brainwashed us to say, you don't have time to work out. You don't have time to eat healthy. You don't have time to pour into yourself. I just feel like that's a bunch of BS that the enemy is just throwing at us as moms right out of the gate. And society has just brainwashed us in this way. So let's create a new norm. Let's create a new norm that says, We're going to start allowing our kids to actually experience health and fitness with us as a part of life, as a part of picking up our cross and following him. That was kind of heavy. That was kind of (laughs) hot. 
allowing our kids to experience health and fitness as a part of our life, as a part of picking up our cross and following him. And some of y'all may be like, listen, we're not, the fitness is not picking up our cross and following the Lord. Like that has nothing to do with following Jesus. Well, listen though, there's many scripture that talks about, you know, God being concerned about the condition of our heart. Maybe God ain't just talking about, and I said this in last week's podcast, maybe God ain't just talking about the emotions and the intentions of your heart, but actually the cardiovascular. I'm not talking about image here. I'm not talking about what you look like or your physical results. I'm talking about your actual health, your cardiovascular health. Maybe he cares about your actual cardiovascular health because, you know, he created you and he gifted you to you. And maybe he wants you to take care of that gift. And part of taking care of that gift is being healthy developing habits and getting disciplined in certain habits that help us make sure that we are caring for our temple in a way that's going to glorify him, right? Why don't we make it the new norm that our kids get to be a part of that? I don't know if you watch, if you watch any of my social media stuff, but literally I have kids hanging on me sometimes in my reels. Like when I'm doing, when I'm doing, um, uh, what are they called? I can't even think of it right now. Uh, Bridges, where I'm doing bridges on the bench and I'm like lifting weights um, with my hips and do hip thrusts. Um, You're doing hip thrusts with weights. And I got John like hanging off the side of me, my youngest, hanging off the side of me. Um, And I got him wearing costumes and running around in it. Like my kids are always with me or they're in the other room and they can, they, they know when mommy's workout time is. And sometimes John will even request to work out with me. And sometimes Dax will just come and hang out with me and just chill um, because he just wants to be around me. I don't always show that in my stories every day because I try to, I don't put my kids on social a whole lot anymore. I used to all the time, but you know, today's world, side note, this is a squirrel. Today's world is just kind of crazy and I just get, I've just had some discernment in my heart recently. Like I don't really want my kids on there all the time. Like I have them on there every once in a while, but I don't post a bunch bunch about them all the time. (coughs) Anyways, so let's have it be the new normal that like, Each week, you have a time period that you meal prep or you make healthy snacks and you do it with your kids and you teach them how we're going to fuel our temples this week. Why why can't, why is that so weird? Why is that so weird in today's culture? I don't understand why that's so weird in today's society. Like, like, like that shouldn't be the norm. I don't, like my brain doesn't compute. And the reason I'm saying this is because when I had babies, that was the, that was the messaging that was given to me all the freaking time. Oh, you're a mom now. Your body's not going to look the same as what it did. Oh, you're a mom now. You need to give yourself some grace. And yes, I do give myself some grace, but it was like they were almost saying like, you don't have a chance now to feel good, to work on your fitness, to feel strong, to be in shape. Heck, I want to be in shape so I can jump on the trampoline with my autistic son until he is 12, 13, 14, 15, however long he wants to jump on the trampoline. I want to be able to lift weights with them. I want to be able to go on a run with them. Like if they're into sports and they're into exercise later on in life, I want to be able to do those things with them as a boy mom. Like I want to do those things. And I want them to be able to say, hey, my mama's doing this with me. I don't know if they're going to want me to do it with them. Let's be honest. Teenage boys probably don't want their mom doing that kind of stuff with them. Maybe they will. I don't know. But I want to be able to be in shape enough to be able to participate and experience those things with them if they want me to. Or when we go camping later on in life. Like, I'm thinking about later on, like, longevity. Like, if we go camping and we want to go on hikes, I want to make sure I'm in physical shape and physical condition so that I can do those things. And to feel good doing it. Not dying. Not not struggling to do it. Right? Why are we not just making it the norm to teach our kids <laughs> to create a healthy dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. That is one of my new goals as a mom. Like I, I have never really had, 
fitness for me before was it was more of a selfish thing I'm not gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest before I had kids it was definitely more of a selfish thing and within the last couple years even like after I had kids that that mindset kind of changed a little bit and it became more about them but in the last couple years it's became all about Jesus first dang straight it is about picking up that cross and following him because I am I am not training to just look a certain way in this culture and in this society I am training spiritually I am training in my faith. I'm getting stronger physically, which is helping me get stronger mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It's not about just just here, the battle here on earth. Like It's about this spiritual battle that we are in with the enemy every single day. It is amazing to me what physical strength can do for your spiritual strength and vice versa. Why are we not looking at it that way? Why are we looking at it? You want to know why? Because society has brainwashed you to make it all about looks, to make it all about appearance. The really cool freaking thing is when you start looking at it as a spiritual battle and a spiritual calling and a spiritual thing that you are honoring and doing for the Lord, the results do follow. I just shared about this this week on my, this last week on my social too. Stop chasing results Because anything I've ever chased outside of Jesus, any worldly thing that I have chased to fulfill or satisfy, only left me more empty. Only left me more empty. So chase Jesus first in your fitness. And sister friend, the closer you get to Jesus, the more you're going to want to honor him, which is the more you're going to want to have discipline and habits that honor him and glorify him with your body, which guess what? That leads to physical results. I honestly think that that is the missing puzzle piece for so many freaking women and it would be so much easier for them to endure a fitness journey because they've already got the faith part down. They've got the the relationship with Jesus down. A lot of them do have the relationship with Jesus down, but they've never considered making him the center of their fitness journey and him being the reason for why they're doing it. They've always made it about what society and culture says about fitness and it's to look a certain way. It's only to get off medications. It's, and th- these, things are not, these things are not bad. But when our sole focus is, you know, to lose the weight, to gain the muscle tone, to be able to fit in those jeans, to look good in a bikini, to look good for our spouse, to look good for others, maybe you're dating. I, I don't know. Like when it becomes more worldly and all about flesh, it becomes harder. <coughs> when we make it about Jesus, it becomes easier because we're not the only one that's doing it. He's doing it through us. Your creator, the one with all the power, the one with all the control, he's the one that's doing it through you because you are making him the center. You're making him the reason. Do you understand how that can make it so much easier if we stop putting all the pressure and all of, all of the junk on us and making it worldly, making it fleshly, and instead making it spiritual? Making it a spiritual battle, not a flesh-led one. Making it a spirit-led battle, not a flesh-led one. It's hard to do it in the flesh, sis. Do it in your spirit. Make him the center. Some other side notes I had here, um, just some scripture that I'm studying the book of Mark right now um, with one of my recent uh, Daily Grace Co. studies. It's called Follow Me. Go to dailygraceco.com and then just search follow me and you'll be able to find the study. It, I love it so far. I'm, I'm only on chapter, 
think there's 16 chapters I'm supposed to be reading, but I'm on chapter eight. The first, the first week it has you like go through all 16 chapters. It wants you to read all of them. Um, and then it starts to break it down day by day. Like you start to dissect and really look at certain scripture day by day and just like be able to understand it and, and uh, have it imprinted on your heart a little bit better by not taking in such bulk of scripture. Does that make sense? So I'm on, um, I think I'm on like chapter 10, but I wanted to talk about a couple of things that I noticed so far. Um, Jesus was always, he was always the different one. He was always the quote unquote weird one in the group. Like he never followed society and culture. He put himself in culture and society to be an example, but he never followed them. And it's like with every single, with every single like miracle, everything that he does to heal, he's always the one where people are looking at him like, you're a freaking weirdo. Like this is odd. This is not normal. Like you can't do this. Like they're questioning him. They're thinking he's odd. They're thinking he's different. He's not the norm. He's different. Why are we allowing society to brainwash us to be like them, to be the norm? Let's be abnormal. Let's be the weird ones. Let's be the weird ones that are following Christ, getting closer to him, doing opposite of what society and culture is telling us. That as moms, we are contained to just being a mom and our life is now over because we have children. <laughs> I just, I, <coughs> maybe that's a bit harsh, but that's how I feel it comes across sometimes is that you just lose yourself and you're just a shell of a person. No, Christ created you to be the very best example and to be the mom of these children. And she, he has blessed you with these children for you to grow in him, for you to show how they can honor their bodies and honor their temples and honor others and love others. And they can do that by, by being the very best version of themselves that he's created them to be. And they can do that by caring for themselves and taking care of the temple so they can step into the purpose and the passions and the pursuit of life that, which he has for them and, and the very purpose of which he created them to have in this life. They can do that at their fullest because they're at the very best version of themselves. They've created themselves to be the very best version that he has made them to be. Does that make sense? My wording is not exactly what I want. I have it in my mind what I want to say, but it's just not coming out the best. But let's look at Mark 8, 35, 37 through 38. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Hang on. <coughs> when I was talking about taking up your cross, this is the scripture that came to mind. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. For what does it benefit someone to gain the whole world and yet lose his life? Can anyone give an exchange for his life? What can anyone give in exchange for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me in my words, in my words, in this adulterous and sinful generation, the son of man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels. Then he said to them, I truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God come in power. So the main, the main thing I want to focus on here is it talks about for whoever will save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. For what does it benefit someone to gain the whole world yet lose his own life? What does it benefit us to only focus on results, to only focus on what society wants of us, to only focus on what the quote-unquote norm is and just go into that norm, what does it gain us there? Instead of doing the hard thing and being opposite and being different and being the abnormal, weird one and picking up our cross, doing the workout, 
fueling our temple, getting in the word, showing our children how to do this, letting them experience it with us, doing the hard thing by working out with them because that's not easy to do. It's not like before you had kids and you can just go do whatever you want. Like it does become more difficult, but we're not doing it for us. We're doing it for Christ first, then our children, then us. For our family, then us. Let's just say that for our family. Because you may, you may just have a spouse. You may just have other loved ones that you're doing this for. But so you can show up and be the best version of yourself. But let's pick up the freaking cross. Let's be different. Let's stop being brainwashed by society saying that we cannot, we cannot spend time working on our temple. That we can't fuel ourselves well. That we need to just go to the quickest and the fastest way of doing things. Because that would be easy. Society goes with what's easy. They go with what's normal. What, how they can fit in. Jesus never fit in, y'all. He didn't fit in. He was different. So if we're trying to be more like him, why are we being brainwashed by society in our fitness, in our mothering, to do things the way other people are doing it? Just because that's the norm. That's a bunch of crap. And that's a trap that the enemy wants you to believe. The other scripture I want to go to real quick um, is Mark 7, 6 through 7, I think it is. Yes. This is where um, Jesus was talking to um, the elders about the traditions of the, uh, the ways of traditions and doing it the way that they wanted to do things because it was law. And I love this because it, it, it really relates to so many things in life. But specifically, um, I'm really, really passionate about verse, having a relationship with Christ versus just abide, abiding the law. Because having a relationship with Christ is so much different than just following law. And you can tell, and I'm, I know it's not me, it's not my job to judge, but you can tell which Christians and which believers, and I'm using air quotes right now, it's probably not very nice of me to do that, but which believers actually have a deepened, loving relationship with their Heavenly Father, with their best friend, that's Jesus, and which Christians are just going by the book, trying to abide every single law, and then they are just judging and being manipulative and being condescending and being unloving, uncompassionate to other people. The way they treat people shows me. And yes, we're, we're not all of us are perfect by any means whatsoever. Okay, right. But you can normally tell when someone actually has a loving, deepened relationship with Jesus. I'm getting kind of emotional here, but who has a loving, deepened relationship with Jesus versus people who state they are Christians and just want to use it as a way to manipulate, control, judge, and demean other people because they view themselves as better than others. Me personally, I know that I am nothing without Jesus. And I try my absolute best to love anyone always, no matter what they've done, no matter what their past is, no matter what they're doing, I look at them and I say, that's a child of God. And I'm no better than them. I am nothing compared, compared to Jesus. I am dirty rags. My best day, on my very best day, on my quote-unquote perfect day, I am just dirty rags to his goodness. Like, he is so much, <laughs> he's the only one that's perfect. He's the only one that's better than any of us. I am no better than anyone else. And you can typically tell when people have that viewpoint rather than using their faith and their Christianity as a way to be better than other people because the people that feel as though they are, they are nothing without Jesus, that on their own that they are nothing, 
they treat others with such love, such compassion, such mercy, such grace. And that is the gospel. Okay, side note, that was like really off topic. Anyways, um, I'm just really passionate about that. I get really heated about that too. Um, But he answered them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrine human commands, abandoning the command of God, you hold on to human tradition. And I know this is not exactly what the scripture is saying, but when I read that last line, it was like I was thinking about this specific podcast, the topic of, you know, not following human tradition, not following our norm in our society when it comes to our fitness. And if we're going to say we're picking up our cross, if we're going to say we're following Jesus, if we're going to say that we love him and we want to honor him, we should be doing it with our bodies too. We shouldn't just be saying it. We shouldn't we should be talking the talk. We need to actually walk the freaking walk. Do you get what I'm saying? And he's saying this to them because he, they wanted to just follow law. And they, want, they felt like he was, he was going against what he should be doing because he wasn't following law. He was going about it and doing a different way. He was being different. He was being odd. He was being abnormal in what they thought was right. And he's like, you hypocrites. <coughs> you honor me with your lips, but your actions and, and your heart is far from me. Your intentions and your hearts are far from me. So I want you to evaluate your heart today. I'm sorry for my coughs here and there. I just get kind of excited and I'm still still getting over nasal stuff and all that congestion that I've had for weeks now, I feel like. So I just really need you to look at your heart today and just everything that I've shared here. I know this is kind of like all over the place, but stop being brainwashed by society. You have such a power, such a strength, such an energy, such a discipline, such a motivation through Christ that you are not tapping into yet. You have to stop being brainwashed by society that just because you're a mom means that your life is over. That just because you're a mom means that, and I'm not saying that your life, I'm being very dramatic here, but obviously your life is not over. Like you have beautiful children. I'm not saying, how would I want to word this? I'm not saying that just because society is saying you can't work out that your life is over. I'm saying that you can work on your fitness journey. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy and the lies of the society and the lies of culture saying that you cannot work on your temple. You cannot care for your body. You cannot nourish well. You cannot eat well. You cannot have energy. You cannot be energized and excited and motivated about health and fitness. And that just because you're a mom, all of that goes away, that you can't feel good anymore. That's a bunch of BS. The enemy wants you to believe that so that so that you can stay, this is going to be kind of harsh, so that you can stay lower, so you cannot tap into the potential that God has for you. Because if you do that, then that means you're a threat to him, a threat to the enemy. If you step into your potential that Christ has for you because you're energized, you're confident in who you are because of Christ, you're strong, and that, that strong physically leads to strong spiritually, strong mentally, strong emotionally, that, that gives you a one-up on the enemy. He don't want that. Are you kidding me? So of course, culture and society is going to constantly pound this into your head. That this is not the norm. That, you just, that you're just going to be overweight, unconfident, not healthy, eating garbage, eating whatever is fast, whatever is convenient. No time to work out. You don't have any time for yourself. He's going to want you to believe those things because that gives him a one up on you. Does that make sense? 
that was kind of really, really hot and like in your face. I'm real sorry about that. Actually, you know what? I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, the Lord wanted me to tell you that today. And maybe that, maybe that really like gut punched some of y'all. And if it did, send it to a girlfriend, post it to your stories, do a screen recording, do a screenshot, whatever you got to do, because that must mean that someone else needs it too. If it gut punched you, it's going to gut punch someone else. So share it, be a part of this ministry share God's word. I'm, I'm sharing scripture in here. I'm trying my best to have him speak through me, whatever he's placed on my heart and in my, and in my, my heart and in my lungs and in my brain. I want to get out to you in any way, shape or form I can. And this is what he said to me today to share. And it was kind of all over the place, but give me some grace. I love you so much, sister. Let's get it. Let's go.